0: You remember your parents telling you to play nice in the sandbox with the other kids, which was a skill that you need to learn as a child. Guess what? Sometimes as an adult, a lot of people never learn that skill to play nice in the sandbox, even at work. So you know something? We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Let's get to it. Welcome back. It is episode three of Diplomacy and Sneakers. It is your, your guy, your boy. Dre, and I am here on another wonderful night, here to talk to you all about some major things, some little things, and hopefully that you may learn something in between all of, all of that. And like I said, this is all the truth according to me, but hey, we're going we're gonna to get to it, and one thing that we're going to get to is this damn sandbox. And so, the more thing I talk about this is more so of uh, kind of like those soft skills, and have you ever heard of... Like the leadership skills and the soft skills, the managerial skills that people are always giving these classes about that sometimes you may think that it's common sense, but it's really not common. Yes. This is what we're going to talk about today. Playing nice in the sandbox. And sometimes you, your people can't not, you, you may, you may not be able to want to play nice in the sandbox or the people that are governing people that are are your supervisor, your managers are not playing as nice in the sandbox with you but still there is a point in reference that we all need to understand because we all have to work and when it comes to work there's a hierarchy of systems you have your managers your supervisors your directors ceos all of these people play a major part within a corporation within a corporation's organizational structure but also the emotional intelligence of this team in team what i mean as in the whole corporation area but also there's, there's a point within your team as well, and I think um, one of the best books I've ever read, um, i got to honestly say, is The Emotionally Intelligent Team by, by Marcia Hughes and James Bradford Terrell. I mean, understanding the behaviors of, of how people are, you're able to work in a sandbox with them. You're able to play with them. You're able to understand what, what their needs and wants are, especially if you are a manager or supervisor. It is the thing which a leader should be be able to do, but a lot of times they are not. Sometimes people are just more introverted, extroverted, more too structural for for certain things. I mean, there has to be a point of balance and I would believe in the word balance. And you might hear me use that a lot throughout these different podcasts, but we have to understand what, what, what is that emotional tick and why some people can't do it. Because think about it, if you're playing with some friends, if you have an idea. You know how most of your friends are. You know that you can't treat all your friends the exact same because one gets mad and it makes everybody's mad, or if that person gets mad and just walks away. But if they are if they are truly your friend, you want to see what's wrong with that person. So the same goes when it comes to work. Even though you're not, you may not be friends at work, you all are colleagues, and most of all, you are a team. Anybody who has been an athlete understands the point of it. Of teamwork makes a dream work. And I say I played football all my life, and that is truly the most team work games I've ever. Hands down, everybody has to work together to do well. It cannot take one person to make a team difference. You, even if you have a running back or quarterback, you have to have that offensive line to guard to, to guard that quarterback, especially when they're throwing the ball or that or the block for that that um, running back. Everything's a t- everything takes a team. But then even within that team, you may have managers, supervisors, and my magical word called leaders. So it's one thing that people always, people are confused managers and supervisors and leaders, think that they're all lumped into one thing. But really, in reality, guess what? They are not. Remember that. People the people that are in your sandbox may, may consider themselves a manager, but I'm a leader too. The hell you are not. So it's one of those things that we have to look at. And that's why people always have to revamp or redo these soft skills or these soft um, soft skills that'll be learning about leadership, managerial training, motivation, all of these things that play a part in the social behavior within a team, within a area, corporation, or whatever you want to call it. And just look at it. Look at the definitions of these things. So guess what? So like I said, I'm here to educate for a little while, but also hopefully you all don't fall asleep on me on this one. So guess what? What what, what is a manager? the manager oversees oversees stuff. They they're the ones that oversee a division. They look, they make sure stuff runs on more so of a high-level view. Yep. You can say they're not quite the bird's eye view, but they're but they're high enough that they're not in the actual weeds. Now the person who is in the weeds who may may know more about you, especially if you're on that bottom rung is your supervisor. Your supervisor is the person that basically gives you all the instructions to achieve that goal that the manager is asking for <clears throat> because the manager can't see really what you are doing in within the weeds. That's a supervisor's job to give, to give those marching orders from the manager and the manager basically takes credit for everything <laughs> when it comes to it. But also it, it, it's funny because there is a, there's a book called, I think the oh, it's a 44, 48 laws of power. I forgot it, but um, I read I read my most of it, but I, I get my book away, so I feel pretty bad. I don't really remember the title, but one of the main um, laws um, laws of power is that never outshine the master, because at the end of the day, you work for that person. Whatever you whatever you do for that person makes them look good, you you look good. So it might not be in the same sense, but guess what? You are always gonna be noticed. So, like I said before, manager oversees the division. They look. A supervisor is a person that's in the weeds with you and then anyone that gives you those specific directions and towards that actual goal. Now, here's here's the crazy part. What is a leader? Can a leader be a manager? Can a leader be a supervisor? Guess what? It could be either or, but also a leader can be you who are maybe right. You might not be a manager or supervisor. No, I'm not talking about the word team lead because I hate the word team lead. Cause you the team lead is like a limbo. It's almost as if like it's like the this the stepchild of a of a supervisor no basically when it comes to being a leader and i say that because i've been a team lead before so i don't mind saying stuff like that i've been all of these but think about it, when it comes to leadership leadership is not a it's not a role it's a quality in a person that's what people get confused it's a damn quality you're a leader yes you're not you're not a leader in the line you're a, you are a leader you have a leadership quality with you about you, and basically, what a, what, a, what a leader does when it comes to leadership is that it basically it, it's motivating. It motivates others to actually achieve a goal, while benefiting while everybody else is benefiting from it as well, including the organization. So that's what the that's what the leader does. Either manager, or supervisor, you have you can become a leader. So. If you are a leader, that means that you're playing nice in the sandbox with every single person. Because you all are both you are motivating those individuals to achieve something, but guess what? You're getting something out of it as well. So even like, like most businesses, like I think Amazon has some, one of the coolest um organizational culture because they basically it's a buy-in. You have to, you have to buy into all these ideas, and they have leadership principles that everybody buys into, and everybody even talks from them. But guess what. That leader, those, all the leadership principles within that organization, everybody buys into it, everybody accomplishes a goal to watch it grow. And that's just why Jeff Bezos is a fucking genius. It's the craziest thing to me. But it's, it's, it's that buy-in. And I guarantee that Microsoft and any one of these other companies that, that, that like to grow this way, it's a buy-in. They, they have to believe in that culture. They have to be motivated to do so. And what, and what motivates you are leaders. Leadership is the motivator. And guess what? Once you find out what motivates that person, whether it's money, whether it's accolades, whether it's anything. Hell, you know, it, it could be sub sandwiches. I don't know. It's it's that it's that motivation part that does it. So, but like I said, but what are not leaders? What are these people that who basically manage by force, manage by fear, manage by, if you're gonna do this, I'm gonna fire you type of person. That right there, first of all, is toxic. That should never be done. It is truly one of the most toxic things you can do. So, if your manager is doing this, you need you really need to have that sit down and, uh, and understand the fact that that can that cannot be that should not be done. Secondly, if you feel as if you are being harassed, you are. I know that it's all about EEO. Go go talk go talk to somebody. Put that complaint in because any time of harassment, bullying, anyone of that source it not should not be tolerated in any the organization. There is. I'm not saying for other customs or other areas around the world. It should not be tolerated here because it's from a human standpoint don't mess with people like that it's in first you're going to demotivate more than anything these people are not gonna to want to work for you they're not going to do do that go that extra mile or go that or go anything else no that's it's plain and simple it's, it's kind of an effed up way to be so and one and one thing like this is that basically I'm not here to say that you have to be nice to people or you have to be always smiling and giving them what they want good leaders say no Yes, good leaders say no. You don't have to be nice to be a leader. You have to be that person to motivate. But when you say no, always have an understanding of why you're saying no. That you're able to give to that person. This, this is what it, this is what it comes down to. I mean, almost to the point of like children. Hey, I, you can't say because I said so. You can't say that to a damn adult. No. You you give somebody the understanding and tell them, hey, you know something? Uh, no, we we can't do this. This is why. Or even, or even when you teach, or even when you teaching themselves, because I've seen and I've been a part of it. I'm even part of one right now, in my in my in my, in my, in my organization, is that the teaching is not there. And when somebody finds a way to do it, you tell somebody to do it themselves. You find, somebody, you tell somebody to find it and learn from it and learn how to do it on your own. But then you basically blast them for doing it on their own. Hell, what you, have, what you did, you just demotivated the person to even go look no more. So now they're going to ask you for questions and the thing that you didn't want. People don't understand that. You think that, oh, I mean, I'm giving them, I'm showing them tough love, telling them to go look for it themselves. What you just, what you have just done is demotivate that person to even go do what you first said. Now that person has now, is very uncomfortable with their decisions and they are now going to follow back out to do two things. Come to you, which you don't want, or just flat out, don't do nothing at all. They come up with wrong answers. This right here is what not—it's the number one typical thing of not being a leader. This is what a supervisor would do without the leadership training and principles. Anybody can take classes, but it takes the point of a person understanding the roles, the responsibilities of of what of who they are as a maybe a lead and being that leader. I'm going to say I mean the word team leader, supervisor. I did air quotes as if you walked around to see me. Hilarious. But still, it is that point. And it's one of the things that truly bothers me within within an organization, especially when it comes to learning, learning and development. And if you want to develop your people, you have to develop them with the sense that it's how you how you really want to be developed or how you was developed. I think one of my favorite quotes is from Sir Richard Bronson. Favorite, favorite quote of all time when it comes to being a leader, comes to being a great manager a great person when it comes to an organization and this is his quote. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a paraphrase I'm not saying it probably from verbatim, but this is it right here. And this is when he talks when he talk, when people come to Virgin to work for him. He says this when I train you I want to train you so good that you want that you want to stay but train you enough that if you if you want if you will leave you'll be better off. Now, that right there is a bold-ass statement to say to somebody. I might have said that shit backwards, but it's close enough. You understand what my drift is that as a leader, he wants to make sure that you're trained so well that if you was to go, you're already prepared for outside. But train you so well, it just as motivating you, that you're going to want to stay and use that training Within the organization, that right there speaks volumes for a the thought process, and that's and that's a person who truly understands the emotional intelligence of a team, and that there are certain points that people need to be motivated on. There are certain points that people have a have an understanding of. Okay, this is what motivates me. This is this is how I can um, learn. So this is the way that I need to be taught. So and and it's just, it's it's one of those things. I think that. Um, and, and from that book I told you all about about the uh, most intelligence team by Marcia Hughes and James Bradford Terrell is this, I think there's a wonderful diagram in the in the back of the in the back of that book, and it's and it's a, a diagram that says the emotional intelligence to collaborative intelligence a team model, and within and it's, it's like it's like circles it's like one two three it's like three circles I think about three circles. And one of the one of the biggest one of the things that's right in the middle as the nucleus of that circle is emotional and social well being of your team. Just to understand that they're comfortable, understand that they are well, they have a they have that motivation to be better. That's your sandbox. Your team is your damn sandbox. You want to make sure the people in your damn sandbox are fine, are well. You know, that's why you haven't been in their business and, hey, how, how, how would it make sure you're not getting whatever at home and whatever? No, it's to make sure that they are comfortable with their task. They know how to do their task. If they have any questions, they, come, they can come to you comfortably, not knowing that they're not going to get their head chewed off. Or they, can, they know what the information is. that, and, and if it's not there, they can find it. That right there is an emotional good feeling that you can come to your boss and talk to them. Or even in like the social well-being, that they are able to communicate clearly? But even within that, you sustain productivity. That's within the circle. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. And even on the outside of that circle, four major things: empathy, trust, loyalty, and better decisions. That right there just beats volumes. I mean, honestly, if you are playing nice in the sandbox with people, if your managers, if your supervisor, if you are all are collectively running smoothly, you're all gonna trust each other on, on certain decisions, even if even if you make a bad decision. You walk and bounce back because you know something? You can make better decisions. That's part of it. You make better decisions. Even if you make a bad decision, you make better ones. Empathy. Understand that. Guess what? You got, you, got to, you got to have empathy towards certain people. If they don't know, if they make a mistake, you know something? Instead of chewing their head off, saying, hey, you know something? I understand. We all, we all make our mistakes. Let's try, let's, try to get, let's try to do this better. That right there shows trust and loyalty in the end. They trust you and they never ever want to leave. And I think the next one, well, the next biggest circle, the next biggest circle on it has a has a couple of terms around it as well: emotional awareness, communication, conflict resolution, positive mood, stress tolerance, team identity, and motivation. Those right there. Be emotional aware of your people. Understand where they're coming from. If if you see your one of your people crying for no reason, it's okay to say, "Hey, what's wrong? What's going? On? What's going on? Are you okay?" It's it's okay to show be that impact. It's okay to show that emotional awareness that you care. It's just, it's okay to communicate if that, if that person doesn't want to talk right then and there. Understand that, but still be there. Say that, hey, if you need me, I'm here. That goes with not only a manager, or a supervisor, but with a leader. That person is able to do so. Even if that person is able to put, put put everybody in a more positive mood because positive shows productivity. It's been proven. I don't got to say this shit for my myself. It's been proven even even when it comes to stress tolerance if you're in a good mood they're that stress tolerance would go down far look even if it is a big project that is, that is supposed to be stressing you the hell out as long as you are in a positive mood and there's good communication all these things are working in the sense guess what you're gonna always be motivated and you're and also have your team have an identity of what they of what they are what they do that right there is a big thing because you don't want to be a team without a name you, you want to be a team without a purpose Make sure that your team has an identity of what they are and that they are motivated to keep that identity the best way that they can. And you as a leader, not a manager, not a supervisor, not a team lead, but as a leader, should be able to recognize these things. So trust me, let's look at these things. This is right here is one of the best graphs I've, I've seen. I, said, I had a chance to read this book twice. It is a good book. I suggest you all go pick, go pick that shit up. But, but, none, but nonetheless... And people say that, oh, you know something well. That means that you're weak-minded. You're this and that. No, you're not weak-minded. You're just a bad damn boss. You just suck. That's all. That's all the hell that is. The minute you come out your mouth saying, spewing things like that, well, this person's weak, man. This person can't can't buckle under pressure, but they need to have resilience. And I'm not gonna get to the word "damn" resilience in my my former job. Resilience, no resilience doesn't mean that you just gotta take shit or just be t- or just tough it out. No, you have to, honestly, you have to be a human damn being. Yes, it presents that you would take so much stuff and that's your, that's your stress tolerance, but also it takes for the other person on the other end to understand the fact of what you're going through, especially if you're new, but if you're seasoned and know how to do it, you're still in a new place. The organizational culture is what matters within every place that you work, every place that you go. in, And these and those two can actually be used even, with, even within, your, within friendships because all that stuff, that's, that's what that stuff it buys by. That's where it kind of goes to because you need to be a multi-intelligent. You need to have that, have have that empathy part of it, have, be that empath at the end. So, man, like I said, it's 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 just one of those things that I am truly, um, not a master of, but I get it. I mean, look at it, look at when it comes to teams, look at when it comes. You watch a lot of these, lot of these sporting people, and I mean, like I said, you, you you hear you hear about these bad about about these bad apples, and they go into the locker room that. You bring one person in, they cause a whole ruckus. They they mess up a groove. I mean, like I said, I'm a I'm a big Terrell Owens fan. Shout out Terrell Owens. I had a chance to meet him. Great guy. I don't know the hell people talk about on TV. He's a good guy. Hell, his ass just want to win. And I can see that with a lot of people. But I can see a lot of people can be misunderstood. And that's that's the bigger part of it when it comes to leadership. Your your leadership style can be misunderstood to others who don't know your leadership. The way the way that you want to lead the way that. So that's one thing that can um, be, be a detriment, especially when it comes to teams or especially when it comes to organizations. Now, look, perfect example is this right here. I go into a locker room. I'm used to being structured, focused. Everything has to be on a certain time. We go here, boom here, boom here, boom here. In, within this locker room, within this organization, this team is more uh, relaxed. It's more... Um, like, like like more like a leisure type of way like oh no you know something we're fine we go to practice when we want to that might not be my style and I tr- and, I, and if I try to enforce that the wrong way guess what happens I'm I'm gonna be seen as the bad apple in reality I'm not really the bad apple it's just the fact of that I have a difference of opinion of how stuff should be led now it might it might be a reason that why this team is O 17 because of their style. Because of how, they, because of how how they're being coached, and also how they are in the locker room or whatever. Now, if I was to if I was to find lead ways, talk to these individuals, and let them understand where I'm coming from, I'm coming from a winning team, this is the way that we did it. This is the way that how we were structured. Maybe it's a chance for you to understand too. So why don't we try this out? Why don't we try being on practice all time? Why don't we trying to make sure that we do our drills? Make sure that we look at tape at a certain time. And, also, and, and if we don't win a couple games or two we can go back to the same way that right there is how you force because you have given a motivational part the part that's most motivating is that guess what maybe we can win if we adopt this style but it's not being forced it's saying let's try it that is playing nice in the sandbox hey i'm gonna help you i'm gonna help you build the sandcastle. why don't we try doing it this way first if it doesn't work that way, the way that i showed you guess what let's go back let's go back and keep trying it your way to see what happens it is perfect understanding of what a leader does not what a forceful manager or supervisor is here to do now i think i think a person who's done a perfect example of that is i look at um tom brady um like i said tom brady went to another whole team uh, other team had a whole probably had a whole different type of culture of understanding of how the game works and whatever whatnot. and tom brady's coming from a bill Belichick system which is hard-nosed structured uh, you late? I'm a kick ass. Type of, type of, type of deal. And nobody, and nobody are favorites. Now, adopting that type of culture. What you call it, the Patriot Way. I'm a, I'm a Raven fan, by the way. called the Patriot Way. Is that you? You, this is your function. And everybody who has been in that structure, whether you was a loudmouth or whatever, you come into that structure, you, you assimilate almost like the damn Borg of Star Trek. You assimilate to that. You, you are absorbing to that. And guess what? It works for some people. It works. That structure part may work for them. Tom Brady went, went to, um, in that structure for almost 20 years, went to a whole new team. Of course, he did not impose his structure on them because number one, he is who he is. I can't, I'm not gonna say he's the GOAT, but he is who he is. I mean, multiple Super Bowl champion, about um, still fighting for the most touchdowns in NFL history. I gotta give it to the man. The man is good. but he came from a system that he learned from now he went to another whole system which is probably totally totally opposite but instead of forcing that in there you can see that he kind of slowly molded that team into into something to almost like a middle like a like a middle version of it and right now that team is successful so you can see that his leadership style is is not of what he is but he learned to adapt and that's my and that's my last thing I'm gonna talk about today is adaptability. Oh, excuse me, adaptability and accountability. A lot, two things, both A's. Being able to adapt is one of the, is one of the things that you are always gonna to have to learn because not everybody's the same, not every organization is the same, not every team that you go into is the same. Now, so each sandbox is not the same. It is adaptability. You have to be able to adapt, but never. But one thing you don't have to adapt is your core values. If you have your core values and those those are in you, those are in you. Those are not gonna change. But the way that you mold them, the way that you kind of get, kind of um, display your, maybe your delivery or whatever, that has to change because not, not everybody's going to be able to take a hard-nosed delivery, like basically like, hey, you know something, you, you're effing up. I need you to do better. You're definitely going to talk to me that way. So maybe other terms, hey, Dre, you know, so I, I, saw, I saw a couple mistakes that you, that you did, maybe why don't we try to tighten that up a little bit. Bet, yes, sir. Or yes, ma'am. That right there is... Golden, all about the delivery. Adaptability, adapt to the culture, adapt to your people, adapt to the way a team should be ran. And guess what? As long as you can adapt and motivate, you you'll be successful. Accountability. One thing I always say to say to my team: Hey, it's my job to take the bullets. If we mess up, nobody comes to you; they come to me. I will take the shot. I will take the hit. But there's only about so many hits I could take because it hurt. <laughs> I always tell my team that. And um, that right there's that's just, that's a lot of loyalty, respect, and they see that in me. So even a team, even if you're a team lead, if you're if you are a manager, or supervisor, or even just a, a regular worker, if you show that point of accountability and you and you are able to take ownership of not only the good but also the, your mess ups, you're a leader because people want to follow suit into that. But as long as you can show that ownership of, of those mess ups, but also Find a way to turn those those little developmental issues into positive strengths, you're fine. That right there is a leader. Cause you are not a trendsetter within within that organization doing that or within hell, within your team, which it matters the most within that sandbox. So this is the mind and the motivation that I would like that I would truly want to um give y'all for you all to understand that playing nice in a sandbox it is. It is. I love to say it is what it is, but you have to know when to play the correct way, when to adapt, and when to understand the needs and be and change it and to show that point of empathy and have that emotional intelligence to understand your team as well. So, this is about my time right here. Um, now I didn't want to go over too much because it looks a little late at night. Right now I'm watching the Tampa Bay game. <laughs> And Tampa, well Tampa Bay and the Dodgers but you know something just want to let you all know that hey this is you you are, you are an ambassador on your own I'm going to keep saying this every, after everyone you are you you have your own culture you bring your culture into whatever you are the ambassador of that you be that diplomat in your in your sneakers you put that diplomacy in, in sneakers because at the end of the day the you're, you're one thing to always do fear nothing and always live forever said it's your guy Dre Diplomacy in Sneakers I'm out